voiced by uh, um, Andy Samberg a lot of the time. <laughs> I can see that. Like Andy Samberg sometimes, but also uh, Matthew Lillard as Shaggy. Makes sense. I basically have Velma and Shaggy for cats. Anyways, this has absolutely nothing to do with this mini is about. As uh, our intros usually do. I don't even know how I'm going to title this mini. The history of F dash dash dash. It could be the history of farts if I do that, which Fair. noted I mean, for I'm later. I mean, you just like throw in a couple like ampersands and pound signs and. Yeah. Yeah. Make it make it fancy. Or you can just put it in the title because no one listens to the podcast anyway. <laughs> Who are we going to get in trouble with? I don't know. The FCC. My mom. <laughs> my mom doesn't listen to this podcast. I say if we can put swear words in the description, certainly we can put swear words in the uh, title. Something like that. I'll probably just, whatever. So we're going to talk about the entomological, which I believe is the term. That sounds right. Origin of the word fuck. My favorite word ever. We deserve to know the truth. We do. Because there are a lot of straight up make ups surrounding the origin of this word. Um, so my source is primarily a Huffington Post article called A Fucking Short History of the F Word by <laughs> Melissa Moore. The definitive source. Yes. Who also wrote a book called Holy Shit, A Brief History of Swearing. Okay. Then I, then yeah, I... I believe her. There's also a documentary. It came out. I haven't watched it yet. It's a history of swears and like swears in general um, narrated by Nicolas Cage. Nice. Interesting. I'm glad he's getting work. Interesting choice of host. Well, no. He, host. I mean, if anyone needs it, he has all that IRS stuff to pay off. The word fuck is beautiful. <laughs> it's a great word. You can use it in like every, like it. there's a variation for every, yeah. uh, I forget what they're called. Anger. Different. Joy. Of discuss different type of emotion but also like just different um uses of grammar yeah it can be an adjective an adverb a A name (laughs) a noun yeah um so while it is all of these things it is not an acronym based on the phrase fornication under command of the king which was purportedly the king trying to increase birth rates during the plague um or yeah that just sounds false on its face yes or uh in parentheses, booked for unlawful carnal knowledge, which was people being arrested for fucking when they weren't supposed to. It's not. It's none of those things. So this story isn't true, nor is pretty much any etymology of a swear word that involves an acronym. Uh, Shit cannot be blamed on cargoes of manure exploding in the middle of the Atlantic, which ship high in transit, um, with two very fun exceptions. Snafu, which stands for situation normal, all fucked up, and foobar, Fucked up beyond all recognition. Oh, yeah. I say those are military acronyms. Yes, they grew out of the military's uh, RFA rage for acronyms <laughs> in World War Two. Nice. I'm going to start using Fubar a lot Fubar, more. Yeah. So now a story. It involves a lot of monks, actually. Lots of monk talk. This it's week. a lot of monk talk. Monk talk. The podcast. <laughs> I would listen. No, because that's just a show about Tony Shalhoub. <laughs> Actually, a pitch. Monk talk. (laughs) But you don't know if it's going to be the story of an actual Franciscan monk or a recap of an episode of Monk. Do you have to guess? You have to. You just don't know when you turn it on. What's it going to be this week? Who knows? You could have six straight episodes of Monk and then all of a sudden we talk about like Friar Tuck. Oh man, just a podcast about famous monks. Anyways. All three of them. Continue. Friar Tuck wasn't even real, so he's out. Um, I want to, oh, I guess that the guy from Angels and Demons was not a monk either. Ewan McGregor in the movie. 
No, he was a priest. I think I want to amend the Laura Dern cast to also include Ian McGregor. So, like, we could either be talking about Ian season McGregor. one would be Laura Dern, season two would be Ian McGregor, or like the same formula where you don't know if it's going to be about Ian McGregor or Laura Dern. <laughs> Sometimes there's a Jude Law in there too, who's just Ian McGregor who doesn't have any fun. Jude Law could not play Obi Wan Kenobi, but Ian McGregor could have played Watson. I would say even McGregor could have played the young pope. I mean, that's technically what he was kind of gunning for in Angels and Demons. Pretty much. Ian McGregor and big hats. It's a story about a monk. An anonymous monk who was reading through the monastery copy of uh, De Officis, which is a guide to moral conduct, um, felt compelled to express his anger at his abbot by writing, Oh, de fucking abbot, in the margin of the text. We can be sure when this happened because he helpfully recorded the date in another comment, 1528. (laughs) It is difficult to know whether the uh, monk intended fucking to mean having sex, as in that guy is doing too much fucking for someone who is supposed to be celibate, or whether he was using it as an intensifier to convey annoyance. (laughs) As it is now, yes. Either way... This uh, fucking guy. Yeah. (laughs) Either way, the abbot being written about was apparently kind of an asshole and had, quote, questionable morals. So either or. Yeah. Possibly both. What is very fun is the rogue D in the comment because it is O, lowercase D, fucking abbot, which the D could potentially indicate that he was going to say damned, but couldn't bring himself to do it. (laughs) Ah, interesting, because I guess at that time when fuck is not a word, like, damn in the context, would be very harsh. I believe, oh, that damn fucking Abbott would have been just mwah. Uh, But there are at least two instances of fuck dated before said anonymous monk. But scholars sometimes deny them the glory of first use because one is Scottish and appears in in code. Oh, sorry. Uh, Deny them glory of first use because one is in Scottish and the other one appears in code using Latin verb conjugation, which is the dweebiest thing I have ever heard. Neither of those things are real. So the Scottish poet William Dunbar, himself a former Franciscan friar, wrote these lines, translated here into modern English, sometime before his death in 1513. And I quote, He embraced tight, he kissed and groped, as if he were overcome with desire, yet it seemed from his behavior that he would have fucked. This monk fucks. But... Uh, spelled in the original poem, it was F-U-K-K-I-T. Fuck it? Yeah. But uh, fucked, I guess, if you say it in a oh, Scottish fucked. accent. Right. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Forgot we could just get um, Richard Madden here to do a line reading. Or Ian McGregor. It all comes for full circle. So in another example from around that same time, the unknown author of um, a poem called Flen Flees, which I believe is how it's pronounced, but who the fuck knows, accused the friars of Eli of some real suspect behavior in the form of a cipher. Ooh. He wrote uh, this... Spy shit. <laughs> well, um, he wrote this sometime in the late 15th century. And it... I'm going to do my best to read this very visual thing out loud. So, non sunt in coli qui... Fradres cum goth about and... I'm guessing the um, words that you were are just were a bunch illegible. of letters. Oh, yeah. Yep. 
So after the key to the cipher is applied, which, if I'm correct, you use the previous letter of the alphabet from the one in the censored word. Yeah. This results in a poem that is a mix of Latin and English. And the pertinent word being fuckant, F-U-C-C-A-N-T, which I guess is a Latin conjugation of fuck. Um, Notably notably here, the author is Latinizing the then-English word fuck, F-U-C-C, which was common at the time when the person didn't know the Latin equivalent of the English word, or if one didn't seem to exist. Anyways, translating this poem to fully English, the passage is, The Carmelite brothers sail in a boat by Eli. They are not in heaven since they fucking to the wives of Eli. All became drenched, for they had no steersmen. Brothers with knives go about and swive men's wives. Okay. This early documented account also hints about how fuck became a swear word in the first place, given that swive literally means swivel, but figuratively meaning sex, and was also censored in the passage. In essence, fuck was a taboo word simply because it directly referred to sex. Oh, no. Can't talk about that aloud. You know, I I hear uh, birds do it, bees do it, even educated fleas do it. So, should probably just talk about it. Uh, So, given the timing and location of these first known definitive instances, the two leading hypotheses are, first, that it was derived from one of the many flavors of the German word fuck or fuck on. Uh, For for example, the German uh, ficken, meaning to make quick movements to and fro. I can see what... Yeah. Okay. Somewhat similarly, the other leading hypothesis is that given the term seems to have come from around northern England or Scotland, which this word originating in Scotland makes so much sense. Yeah. And it does it does validate my entire existence. (laughs) These are my people. But also, yeah, like, yeah, Um, it makes sense to me. But their language was influenced by Viking invasions. Um, The word may have Old Norse origins. So those advocating for this point to the Norwegian fuka, meaning to copulate, or the Swedish faka, to copulate, strike, or push, which in turn may have derived from an old Norse version of the words, which may have birthed the English word fuck. So even outside of English, there are very similar words that basically mean the same thing. Yeah. I mean, I would say like that... They all kind of collectively decided at one point that that is what that... Yeah. I mean, I would say that means. a lot of... Uh, English words have more Norse origins than I think we would give them credit for, and a lot of Latin origins because of the whole Romans invasion, that yeah. whole bullshit. So whatever the case, the word would soon find its way into John Florio's 1598 Italian-English dictionary, quote, a world of words, which is spelled the cutest way possible. A lot of E's. Uh, there's an E at the end of world, and an E, uh, W-O-R-D-E-S. Oh, cute. Uh, such defining a fatris as a woman fucker, swiver, etc. And it, the word seems to have been pretty ubiquitous at that point. Because swive, like we said, is uh, was an old English uh, chaucery word. For doing it. Yep. Because if you've ever read the Canterbury Tales, which I unfortunately have. Actually, here's the thing about the Canterbury Tales. It's funny in the way jackass is funny. But it is written so infuriatingly that you can't tell that it's funny. Say, like you spend so much time deciphering what it means. That it's like a fucking Seth Rogen movie. If I would love to see Seth Rogen in the Canterbury Tales, like Seth Rogen, we can get Russell Brand. He's very good at like reading Old English. Like it's actual. Mm-hmm. He was really good in that. Uh, Julie Taymor. 
can't remember which one it was. It was a movie that was an adaptation of a Shakespearean play, but it had Russell Brand and um, Ben Wishaw. Anyways, nothing Na- coming to mind. This is not ringing about. Yeah. Nathan Fillion is also really good at, at doing Shakespeare, which you wouldn't expect, because um, he was in Much Ado About Nothing, and he was the only person who, when he did his lines, I was like, that sounds like actual lines, not like you're reading Shakespeare. <laughs> okay. So, while the F word was common, I don't know why I said the F word, while fuck was common in the period, it was not a swear word. It was simply a direct and impolite word for sex. Only in the early to mid-19th century did it beca- like begin to be used non-literally. So, that said, an interesting note on this is, um, by the late 18th century, the word almost completely disappeared from pretty much every English dictionary. and Because it was dirty. Until 1965, when the Penguin Dictionary decided to give a fuck. God, <laughs> God bless Penguin. So, it's very important that we end this episode with the fact that the phrase motherfucker was first written down in the transpi- transcript of an 1889 Texas murder trial in which it was alleged that the person murdered had exclaimed to the person who then allegedly murdered him, God damned motherfucking bastardly son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) And then he died. (laughs) And then he was murdered. The end. So that is a very loose history of the word fuck and also a lot of content about Scottish gem, Ewan McGregor. (laughs) We got very off topic in that many more so than usual. Anyway, we're going to go to the beach. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. We love you. For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This, this is as above, so below.